What's happening, sports fans? I'm James Fool, and this is what J&J Say Sports. I'm here with my man Jason Lamb. Yep, yep. And you know we're about to get this party started. All right, guys, check it out. NFL Draft is now complete. Uh, we got definitely have to hand out our grades, and you know Jason has some things to say. For sure. Uh, the other thing we got to take care of is um, during draft day, one of the main headlines was Aaron Rodgers. His issues, turmoils, whatever you want to call it, he feels disrespected. Uh, with the Green Bay Packers. We're definitely going to dive into that, uh, as well as who potential trade partners is. But uh, first, let's start with the NFC South and the defending champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jason, how do you feel about their draft? Well, I told you guys last episode I wasn't too I wasn't too keen on their first, first round pick. But their second round pick, Kyle Trask, uh, they, they had Kyle Trask going early in the second, maybe mid-second. So for him to fall... Uh, to their second pick all the way at the end of the second round. I mean, I think that was a, that was a great pickup for them. You know, it's funny because there's a whole lot of people that think completely different about that pick than you do. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a lot of people that think he's not even NFL caliber quarterback. Well, I mean, time will tell, but I mean, he's the good thing is, is he has uh, uh, as long as Bruce Arians is around, he's got, he's got good coaching. Um, he has plenty of time to learn that complicated system and look at the wide receiver core that he's going to have to work with for, years to come right and now do you really think uh i would agree with you. the beginning of last season the uh bruce arians all offense was very complicated but moving forward when they initiated and you can see there was a definitely a change when tom brady uh had input and they made it more patriot-esque do you really think it was more complicated or do you think that they've dumbed it down just enough for Tyler Trask to take care of business i think they can i think they have i mean it's just gonna be it's gonna be different it's gonna be diff- interesting to see how different it's going to be with Trask when, yeah. when Tom Brady leaves. You know right. what I mean? Because is Bruce going to, you know, because it's going to be a new quarterback. So I feel like not many quarterbacks can come come on come onto a team of Bruce Arians and, you know, decide what changes they want to make on the offense. Yeah. Brady's obviously one of those guys. He's probably um, one of the only quarterbacks he would listen to. Very, he's like yeah, another coach. Very, yeah, very, very few. Now, um, the main question of, of Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, draft was there wasn't really anything that they can do moving forward for the future concerning the fact that they brought back all 22 starters plus Antonio Brown. So uh, do you have anything else for them? Yeah, I like the center they picked up in the third round, uh, Robert Hainsley from Notre Dame. Yep. Um, he looks to be pretty solid. I mean, Jensen's, you know, ain't no young spring. He's not too old, but he ain't a spring chicken. So this guy could definitely take over at center at some point. Um, and the receiver they took uh, from North Texas, uh, Jalen Darden, um, he's an amazing athlete, could be a future starter on this team. You know, it's the only thing I didn't like about it is like how many wide receivers do you need? You know well, I mean? they, but they have uh their wide receivers that they have are a little bit um weathered, well seasoned, and yeah. they need a wide receiver who's willing to bring the ball back with punts and kick returns as well. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. all right, guys. So that's uh what, what grade do you give the Buccaneers? I gave him a B. B, I like it. So that's solid, that's solid. solid. Hey, grade. look, defending champions uh get some of the worst picks available. Uh, that's nothing wrong with that at all. All right, guys, moving on, staying in the NFC South with the New Orleans Saints. Um, Drew Brees is not there anymore, guy. What yep. you got? I feel like that first that first pick they should have taken, I feel like Asante Samuel. You know, I feel like uh, looking back at it, because I don't really – I went back and looked at kind of uh, who, who, who would I have taken right. with that pick, you know, if I didn't like it. And I would say I, I was kind of surprised they didn't take Asante Samuel junior for the uh in their first round but um their second round pete warner he from ohio state he's a tackling machine um if he gets a hold of you we'll bring you down but i mean that's about it like his, his on-field awareness seems to be lacking you know and he, he's definitely a guy that you're gonna have to put some put some work in for sure you know and uh but that they did they did kind of make up for it in the third round um Adebo from uh, Stanford, the corner from Stanford, he's had eight interception, interceptions total in the last two seasons, you know, with limited gameplay. So I think uh, in the last two seasons he played. So I think it was definitely a good third-round pickup. It'll be interesting to see how he fits in with the defense. Yeah, going going draft, uh, going draft, defense heavy in this draft was not uh, very surprising to me. Uh, they have their starting quarterbacks, whether, whether or not it's going to be Jameis or – uh, Hill, which I still think it should be Jameis personally. Um, but looking at this division, man, the 
the Falcons are getting a little bit older when it comes to offense. They're not they're not going to put up as many points as they had before. The Panthers that they're they're flying in the wind where they they're almost like a rudderless ship where they don't exactly know which direction they want to go. So really, I, I don't think they're too concerned about their offense, and I don't think with inserting Jameis Winston into that offense. I don't think that it's going to actually affect the amount of points that they put up la- uh, much like they did last season. So, um, I mean, they did put up 482 points last year. Uh, the defense, I mean, they were one of the better defenses in the division. Um, they, only put, they only gave up 337 points. Uh, the rest of the, the defenses gave over 400. So, I don't know. Defense heavy is the way to go, but I just think that they're not going to miss much of a beat on their offense. What grade did you give them? Um, well, I was I, I had a little bit higher grade throughout this draft form until they took Ian Book from Notre Dame. I mean, they already have Jameis Winston, you know, they already have uh, Taysom Hill. So, like, I didn't really understand the book pick. Yeah. Um, you know, book is very similar to Taysom Hill. So, you know, I, I just I really didn't understand that. You don't pick think at he's all. closer to a Drew Brees? I mean, he does own like every single Notre Dame passing record. Yeah. You know? And he's also the most winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. I mean, if if there's a chance to take a flyer in that round for him in the fourth I mean, round, though, because I, I mean they could have took he was dude he was projected to be like a six or seven. You're right, pick, you're maybe right. even undrafted. You're right, but I, I mean, thought I thought fourth was a little early. Sean Payton has built up enough clout that I think you can give him trust a pass. him. Yeah, uh, well, I didn't trust him too much. I gave him a C minus. <laughs> give him a C minus. Oh man, All so, right. I mean, it wasn't like the worst draft ever, you know. But it, but it wasn't the best. Yeah, I definitely wasn't digging it. All right, guys, moving on to the uh, Falcons, staying in that NFC South. What you got, Jay? Uh, Atlanta Falcons. Um, not going to really elaborate on Kyle Pitts. Um, I thought Richie Grant, the safety from UCF, was a little bit of a reach. I do like Grant. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a pretty. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. But you know, sec, second round, fortieth overall pick. I mean, I thought, you know, they took him with Moreg still on the board. Right. So I mean, in my opinion, the best safety. So um, I just thought it was a bit of a reach. Um, their offensive tackle pick, Jalen Mayfield from Michigan, I thought was also a reach. Um, they took him early in the third. Um, so honestly, I didn't, I didn't like too much of this draft at all from the Falcons. You know, I thought, I thought they had some big needs, um, and I don't think they really filled too much of them. And I was surprised that they did not take a running back. I agree. In this draft. Like not early. I didn't think they needed to take one early, but at least this somewhere in the second or maybe with that third round pick or something, cause they, they signed Mike Davis you know, and and Mike Davis definitely has shown that he cannot handle a full season workload. Right. Not that he's a bad running back, but he can't handle a full season ro- the workload. The greatest ability is availability. Yep, and then they got Hill too. So, you know, I just feel like I feel like that was definitely a need of theirs, and and they didn't they didn't even they didn't even look. It it almost felt like in this draft that um, they gave up uh, eighteen more points in the season than they scored. And it almost feels like with Pitts, they think that's going to even out. But that's not going to help their defense at all, especially in a division that has the Buccaneers and the Saints. And like we said before, the Saints, I don't think are going to miss too much of a beat. No. Uh, What kind of grade do you give them? C minus. I agree. I think Pitts kind of – it probably would have been closer to a D. If we didn't have 727 quarterbacks drafted in the first round, Pitts would have probably gone first. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's why I think Pitts kind of saved their draft. Exactly. At least gave them a – a passing grade. C's get degrees, baby. All right, and moving on finally to the Panthers. Uh, what do you, what do you think about them with the newly acquired Sam Darnold? Um, I'm they definitely they definitely took they, they had a big need at corner, so they went corner. And, uh, I I didn't like the fit, like I said before in the last episode, but um, at least they took a guy a position that they needed. Um, but in the second round, they took Ter- uh, Terrence Mar- Terrence Marshall from right. LSU, Terrence right. Marshall Jr. Um. Everybody's talking this guy up. I'm not really digging the hype, you know. I mean, I, I don't know if we talked on air or off air about it, but we were talking about how you know when you have great receivers around you and you're kind of like the third guy, you're always open or you're always going against like it's what happens. the scrub corner, you know, make you look good. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's a bad receiver. I just don't. I just don't think he's worth that second round pick. Now, the second round receivers, as far as I'm concerned, those are the guys that you're going to put out there that um, you expect to play pretty early. They're going to spell your number three guys and potentially um, take your number three guy's job. And 
I'm not sure he's ready to do that coming in this season. No, I don't think so. And the crazy thing too is he plays a lot in the slot, and they like to play play uh, uh, more a lot. Exactly. Know, in the slot. So yeah. it's like and he's not that do? caliber. Yeah. What are they going to do? You know, it's it's just it's almost like another bad fit. You know, um, one guy they picked that I did like was Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame. Um, probably the best blocking non-offensive lineman in the entire draft. Right. I mean, just an amazing blocker, um, can still catch balls. You know, that's not a specialty at tight end, but, you know, he can still catch footballs there. Um, they drafted Chubba Hubbard in the fourth. Um, I thought that was kind of – it's not a bad backup for, you know, for their run, for, in their running back system. Right. But I kind of felt like he's a little bit overrated. Well, he said – he – Early, I would say two years ago, uh, pre-COVID, he was he was actually doing really well. Uh, Trevor Hubbard was, but you're right. Last year, I don't know if I don't know if having the year off was was an issue or they wasn't in shape or what it was, but he didn't have the same impact he did the year before. No, no. One pick I definitely like was the the defensive tackle uh, Nixon from Iowa. I I they got him in the fifth round, and I feel like he was probably like a third round guy. Right. You know, so I felt like that was an awesome pick. Um, I wasn't like another draft I wasn't too excited about, but I did give him a C plus. C plus. So, I mean, it wasn't like. Hey, right now they're they're terrible. definitely their fans need to come to realization that they are definitely in rebuild mode, and that Sam Darnold's not going to come in there this week and change uh, much for them. I think one thing that scares me with them is like like you said, like being a rudderless ship. Like it's so like the moves that they make are just are make like so strange. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's just you're, like it's a puzzle. It's just that's it. Together. It's a puzzle. You're hoping that they are going to be able to put things together. Um, you're right. It's like it's like a puzzle where people try to put the center together first. Man, do the edges. Get your foundation in there, and mm-hmm. then work your way in. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. So sliding on to NFC North. I'm pretty excited about this one. Not even gonna lie about it. Um, Jay, the Bears. How do you feel about the Chicago Bears? Well, I, you guys, we talked about it last episode. Me and James are both buying in on Justin Fields uh, at the tenth pick, the fourth quarterback overall taken in the draft. Um, they're they on their second round pick. They they struck gold again. I feel with Tevin Jenkins from I Oklahoma agree. State. I agree. Uh, he was the right pick for them to make. Um, they went with the fifth round pick. They didn't get a pick for a little while after that, but with the fifth round pick, they went right away. Larry Larry Brom at uh, from Missouri, another tackle. Um, one of my favorite picks in their draft was sixth round Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah, Khalil Herbert. I think I think he's a, he's a steal for the sixth round. Um, I he's given Montgomery some real competition. You know, um, it's going to be interesting to see that one two punch because I actually like Montgomery a lot. I think he's a very good running back, um, and I don't think this is. I really hope this pick wasn't a. I think I think what happened is I think the Bears were just really surprised to see him in the sixth round. You take the best available at that Right. Point. I think there's just them taking the best available. I don't think they took him because they're worried about Montgomery. I think yeah. Montgomery does a fine job. I think he's one of the better running backs in the league and probably the, one of the more disrespected running backs in the league, um, considering what he has had to work with so far in his Well, that – I mean, you got to remember, it's no no passing game to be to be brought up. Right. You know, with, yep. with – Stacking boxes. That's it. So, yep. when, when you're facing nine, ten men in the box, that's really difficult to deal with. Uh, yeah. What kind of grade do you give them? Uh, I'm in love with this draft. It's one of my favorite drafts. In, I agree. And of all, the, which is surprising because the, the Bears. Bears. <laughs> but um, but I'm in love with it, man. I give them an A. I agree. I an a um, for this draft. Between uh, Matt Nagy, the coach, uh, he's on the hot seat. The GM's absolutely on the hot seat. Mm. Um, and they came out swinging a big stick, which is the first time in I probably my entire life, and I'm not joking at all, where the Bears have come out and they've just said – the damn with everyone else. We're swinging a big stick. We're going for it. And I think they had the best draft this year, yeah, personally. I think so. So I give them as a – It's definitely well. my in my top, at least in my top three. All right. And they were a playoff team last year. So sliding on to the Minnesota Vikings, a team that uh, is another team that's just kind of flailing in the wind. And they did tell Kirk Cousins that if there was a quarterback available that they liked, they were going to take him. Uh, how do you feel about the Vikings? And they did in the third round, 66 pick overall, took Kellen Munn from Texas A&M. Yep. Um, you know, he, you're a lot higher on him than I am. I think he's, I think he's definitely, he's one of the quarterbacks that maybe don't have the bigger, biggest ceiling, but I feel like he's, he's more, more, I think he's more pro ready than some, some of the other quarterbacks taken, you know, in that, in that 
area. We disagree so much <laughs> about that guy because I don't even think he's high school ready. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, he de- definitely – I think talent is definitely an issue for him. He's but, got the wheels. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just feel like I think he can – He I think he can – I think he's at least minimum. I think he's going to be a good backup in this league. I think he's going to be a good backup. I think he's a guy like a Chase Daniel, not maybe not that same style, but like a guy who can can survive in the league for seven, eight seasons. I'll tell you what he's good backup. for. I'll tell you, he's absolutely a poor man's uh, Kirk Cousins. I'll tell you what he's good for. He is absolutely the perfect scout team quarterback because all these teams are transitioning to that type of player that he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think he's a perfect scout team player. But uh, what else you got about the draft? Um, I like uh, Chaz Surratt from uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a linebacker. He, I, I definitely am digging his, his IQ. I mean, the guy's a smart player. Um, it don't surprise me. He used to play quarterback, you know, all through high school. Right. So it don't surprise me, but he's, he just reads offense as well. Um, I thought he was kind of a, uh, I wouldn't say a steal, but I thought it was a good, a good pick in the third round. Um, and Smith Marset from, uh, from Iowa, he's a deep threat. He'll take the top off the defense. Look out for this kid. You know, I, I think I think he's definitely can be a. I don't think he's gonna be like a star in the league, but he's definitely gonna be a guy that you know will just. So kind of like the we'll Joey Galloway type. Yeah, we'll just catch that bomb. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a guy that'll have. He's the type of guy that'll have 15, 20 catches for the season, but they'll all be Deshaun over, Jackson. Yeah, they'll all be over twenty yards, and he might end up like five touchdowns on the season. So, and for them to get that type of value, you know, in the fifth round. I thought was a smart move. Another quality special teams player. All right. What, what grade do you give them? I give them a C plus. I thought they had a good draft. I like the Derrishaw first round pick for them to move back and get the guy they wanted. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was the greatest draft, but I thought it was still. Yeah, I give them a C because I just don't like that uh, Mon pick at all. <laughs> so, all right, sliding on to uh, the Detroit Lions. Um, they got themselves a new quarterback this year, Jay. So, what are you thinking about them? Um, I I love. I love the first two picks that they had. Okay. And I hated the rest of their draft. <laughs> <laughs> so um, everybody knows how I feel about Panay Sewell. Yep. Um, you know, and the defensive interior guy, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name from Washington, Levi. Um, I think he was one of the top defensive tackles in the pros- in the top defensive prospects in the, in the draft. And, you know, they, they definitely needed it. So it was a great, it was a need pick. It was a good pick after that. I just didn't like it, McNeil. Um, I didn't think they. I didn't think they needed it after that. They went back to back defensive tackles. I didn't think that was smart. Um, and you know, I will say one guy that I definitely like that they drafted, and I'm just not a. This is not a, a Homer pick, but St. Brown at USC. Yeah. Um, I didn't think. I think they took him in the fourth because they didn't expect him to be there. So um, I think he has potential to be really good. You know, but he's he's kind of more like a boomer bust type of guy. Right. But I mean, if he works out, this can make this draft look a lot better. Um, and I think I gave him a C plus in this draft just for that. I wouldn't say just for that pick alone, but making the two right picks, which were like the first, the first and the last, the first, much. basically the first three rounds is like the most important. Yeah. But for them to at least get the first two, I feel like spot on on the first two, you know. Um, and that late pick of St. Brown, I, that's why I gave him a C plus. Yeah, they their defense gave up over five. 100 points last season. I'm not sure another defense gave up more than that. Uh, it was 519 points, and they only put up 377. So um, they're, That's a huge difference. Absolutely. It's uh, 142, just so you know that, negative 142 yeah. point differential. So um, I don't think losing a quarterback like Stafford is going to help that, picking up golf. Uh, so Detroit Lions fans, as far as I'm concerned, you guys are in for a long It's a long, It's a long way. But, I mean, at least they made that – Great first pick, though. Yeah, great. <laughs> the uh, all right, finally we're going to NFC North. We're going with the Green Bay Packers. Whole lot of uh, mention about them here. What do you got, Jay? Well, um, we we talked about it last 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 podcast. I, I felt like Eric Stokes was a reach. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like it. Eric Stokes from Georgia. Yep. Um, I also thought Josh Myers in the second round they took from Ohio State was a reach. Um, I also thought. Amari Rogers from Clemson, wide receiver from Clemson, was a reach. Um, I really didn't learn a whole lot about. My favorite pick of this whole draft for them was um, Gene Charles from Appalachian State. 
Um, I felt like he was a uh, he was a good pickup for him. He had 17 pass deflections uh, or interceptions. He's touched the ball or interceptions. He touched the ball 17 times last year right. as a corner. So to just to touch the ball 17 times is fantastic. Um, and he allowed just 18 catches on the season. Now, obviously, playing for Appalachian State, you have to question the yeah, level level of level. competition. But, I mean, if you're a stud corner, I, wouldn't, I don't know if he's like a stud corner, but, I mean, if you're like – a stud corner for that division or whatever. Shut down for that division. If, yeah, if you're a shut down guy for that division, then that's what you do. Right. You know what I mean? These are the type of statistics right. you pull out. So, you know, even though the level even though the level of competition wasn't there, he completely dominated the level of competition. Yeah. So that's so, what you're looking for. So that's the only pick so I So what like grade do you give them then? A D. A D. Holy man. Which, which after last season, they didn't yeah. have a good draft either, either. So last season they had a terrible draft. This season they have a terrible draft. You know, so no wonder. Are you basing it off of the fact that they are just having terrible drafts? Are you basing it off the fact that they're not doing anything to help a team that everybody thinks is a win now team? Both. So you don't think these picks could be? I don't think these picks are even. I don't even think these picks are good. Damn, Jay, let so, them know what's so happening. It's, it's not even like if you were, if you were even building for. Say Aaron Rodgers was already gone, right? More just working with Jordan Love. We're we're obviously in reboot mode. We're trying to build a Packers tomorrow. Right. Um, I don't even like the draft. That's why I said D. And please leave your comments for Jason Lamb at hatesthepackers.com. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, that shuts down our NFC. When we come back, we're going to do a little bit of uh, staying on the Packers, talk a little bit of Aaron Rodgers and uh, whether or not he is staying with the Pack. We'll be right back. Welcome back, sports fans, to what J&J Say Sports. We just got done taking care of the NFC South as well as the NFC North draft uh, review. Uh, we ended with the Packers, and let's just start this segment with the Packers again. There's um, a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers not being very happy. Uh, he wasn't very happy last year when they picked up uh, Jordan Love uh, in their first round. They I, they traded up to get him. They He felt a little disrespected to the fact that uh, they didn't even say anything to him about it. He felt a little disrespect the fact that they didn't pick up anybody to help them get over that hump, uh, being the fact that they were in the NFC Championship mm-hmm. uh, and very close to making a Super Bowl. And then last year, um, I mean, they he I think the final straw, quite frankly, was that NFC Championship game when they probably should not have kicked that field goal at the very end. Um, but in you got that the fact that they got thumped by the 49ers the year before that, and they picked up um, Love uh, to be his replacement, yeah, which a lot of people believe is reminiscent of what they did with him for Favre. Yeah. Uh, but uh, how, how do you feel? Who should be more slighted? Should, I mean, what side are you on, man? Are you on the Packers? Are you on the, the Aaron Rodgers? What, what do you got? Man? I'm 100% on Aaron Rodgers' side. Oh, this is going to be fun because I'm the other way. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I'm 100% on Aaron Rodgers. All right, what you got? Um, I, I just feel like I, I totally agree with everything you just said. I feel like he was disrespected by taking Jordan Love. I feel like Rodgers definitely has 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 more time left, you know, in him. And obviously, he's shown that he just got done winning an MVP. He did. You're right. So I mean, you know, um, and he doesn't. He has slowed down a little bit athletically, but he still is reading defenses like a book. He's he's still a big reason why the Packers are probably the reason why the Packers are in the playoffs. You take Aaron Rodgers off this team, and this team is not a very good football team. Do you, I don't think anyone is, is doubting that doubt at all. That, no, yeah. Nobody's yeah. Yeah. let's let Jordan Love start this year and find out what happens. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because I don't think I don't think any Packers fan wants that to happen. But um, yeah, I'm I their draft both the last two drafts we just talked about it are, were absolutely terrible. I feel um, you know so I'm I'm completely. The uh, only thing I don't really like is the, him asking for more money. That's the only part I don't really like. Yeah. Um, I think your your contract is what it is. Um, I think uh, if you were going to stay with the Packers, the, obviously the his lower contract is going to help them. Not that his contract is low. I mean, he makes still makes a ton of money. Yeah. Um, but it's probably about shy of about ten mil shy of where it should be. You know, as far as like comparing him to the other, he negotiated it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying as compare as far as comparing him to the other elite. Yeah. I think he's just saying like, if you want me to stay on your freaking team, you know, um, you need to, like you said, you need to fire the GM, which I think is 100 percent acceptable at this point. 
and you need to pay me more money, which I'm not. That's the only part of the whole situation that I'm not digging. Stay at the contract you're at. The team can use that extra $10 million to give you better players to try to win. But, I mean, at this point, does it even matter? All right, here I go. So, first of all, you're right. Their drafts in the past year has been absolutely terrible. All right, no one's going to doubt that at all. Secondly, if he leaves the team, no one's going to doubt that at all. But quite frankly, if I'm if I am the Packers, I'm I'm going to tell them, hey, look, you're not going to you want to get traded, and, or you're not going to play with us. Take it to the crib. It's that simple. Let's. If I was the Packers, I would tell him, if you don't want to play with us, I will take back that twenty million dollar signing bonus and take it to the crib. We don't need you. It's that simple. Um, he has. He has let's let's be honest. Twenty seventeen, he blew his ACL, right? So yeah. he's an old quarterback, blew his ACL. Uh, twenty eighteen, which I got some stats for you, Jay. Right? So 2018, 2019, um, the team was not very good. Yes, you can say in twenty nineteen they were thirteen and three, and I, it's I told you that year they were the worst twenty yes. uh, thirteen and three team yeah, in the history I, of thirteen and three I, teams, which I agree with. They should have been uh, ten and six easily at best. Okay, the year really? before that. They were six, nine, and one. Okay. So um he only threw 25 and 26 touchdowns those two years. This now I'm obviously I'm predating his MVP and I'll get there. I promise you I will. Okay. <laughs> so he threw 25 touchdowns, 26. Hardly any interceptions because he never does. He puts up tons of stats, but that's because he throws a million times, right? But yet we talk about this all the time. Your completion percentage. What completion percentage do we need an elite quarterback to be at? 65. 65%. How about if I told you he was at 62 both years? All right. QBR from 0 to 100. An average quarterback is 50, mind you. 52 in 2018 and 52.5 in 2019. He's not. It doesn't sound like he's getting any better, does it? They. It sounds like they're looking for his replacement. Right. So he got sacked 49 times and 36 times, which is a lot, which is a lot, especially for a quarterback that can scoot. That is risk adverse. That throws the ball away a ton. And yeah. obviously he's risk adverse because he only threw two interceptions and four interceptions. Great, and he great never IQ and vision. Yeah. So now they draft Jordan Love. Right. They moved up to draft his replacement. As far as I'm concerned, that lit a fire under his ass and they needed to. Because his MVP season, he was a 70% completion, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions. He had 4,300 yards and a QBR of 84 and a half, bro. Yeah. So, and only 20 sacks. So, what you're telling me is that he should be disrespected because he was playing like doo-doo for Aaron Rodgers standards? What I'm telling you is, is in order for this team to get over the hump, they need to get this guy some help. But they did not think that they were going to be in this position that they're in now. Seeing these numbers after uh, ACL tear when he's 35, and then seeing numbers in 18 and 19, that of those, it's you saw a decline. Yeah, you, he did. you expect if I am them, if I'm the Packers, I expected him to fall off that proverbial cliff. You know, so I don't see why it was a big deal that they brought somebody in that he couldn't see it. I mean, are you doubting those couple years that he looked like he was falling off? I think that no, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I I did have my doubts. I didn't. I didn't know exactly. I did have my doubts. I ain't gonna lie. I did have my doubts. But what my my biggest issue with it is, I feel like I feel like he's still. I don't think he was close to the cliff. I still like he. I feel like he was still a good quarterback. Man, and I feel like. The pro, I think one of the biggest problems they had, they dealt with a lot. The team in general dealt with a lot of injuries. You're right during those but times. That team, a ton of injuries. Like we said, that team was not very good and lost right? a lot of good players. And I think the GM thought that they were a lot further away than being in the NFC Championship game, where mm-hmm. they got thumped by the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I think that the GM thought that they got lucky. Most of them, and I think that he thought we were in the same spot. I think what really was a straw that broke the camel back in this whole camel's back in this whole situation is that Rogers proved to them this season. Yes, that he that he was still that he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. But they still went ahead. I think I think he kind of knew what they were going to do in the first round. Uh, I think he knew a little bit what was going on in the draft, and I think that's why he was pissed off before the draft even started. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he got inside information that maybe he wasn't even supposed to have. And that's why he popped off saying, you know, requesting a trade before the draft even started, before he even got to see who they were going to pick. Yeah. Because I think he knew how this draft was going. Oh, yeah. He showed him in 2020 that he was AA Ron. I don't think he was going to ask for a trade. I don't think he was going to ask for a trade going into this. Yeah, because he's pretty quiet. Going into this offseason. I think he was okay. Yeah. Until the, until the moves they made in free agency and the draft that they just had, until this whole offseason right. transpired, that's when he's like, okay, I'm giving up on you as so give an me organization a and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a general manager. So give me a percentage. What percentage chance is he back on the Packers next year? 10%. 10%. So with that being said, where is he going? That means give that me some perfect saying. trade partners, kid. All right. Give me somebody that you really think this man is gonna hop on, and I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I think I think some of the perfect trade partners he has is not my most perfect ones, but I would say two ones that I like is the New England Patriots. Okay. I think how's he gonna get there? I think that the well, the Patriots have draft capital they can move for him. Let's the Packers think that they're going to get three first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers at his age. You know, they're absolutely – They're going to ask for a haul, man, because they're also going to be – remember, after June 1st, they're still going to be 20, $21 million on cap, dead cap space. I think that I think that even though even though Aaron Rodgers is obviously still elite, I think that the Packers are not – they're not going to get what they want mm-hmm. from Aaron Rodgers at this point. Not at what all. they think. Yeah. So I think that something like maybe – I think even two first rounders is for his age is pretty steep. But if if you're the if you're New England and you just spent a crap ton of money, you know, obviously you gotta make the cap situation work. Right. But if you just spent a crap ton of money trying to get this team back to the playoffs. Which they did. Right. Um, and Cam Newton's not working out for you, you know, um, maybe Mac Jones isn't ready. Mac Jones maybe he's not gonna be ready. He's he's probably one of the more pro ready guys, I feel. In the draft, um, but not so much that getting Aaron Rodgers is out of the question. I think you match up Aaron Rodgers' uh, intelligence with Bill Belichick's, and you got maybe like a, a Brady 2.0 situation. All right, I I think that that situation, those two would clash as about as hard as humanly possible. But um, you think I, so? I do, I do. <laughs> so I right. mean, him Brady, Brady, and let's not. But well, Brady wasn't Brady until Belichick was Belichick. Right. right, so right, but I mean, Aaron is already a Aaron. Yeah, Brady and so. Bel- Brady and Belichick did clash. Yes. So I mean, like yeah. people don't see it, but behind Kirk, and there was a lot of clashing between Aaron Rodgers and uh, uh, the new the new head coach for Florida. All yeah. right, who you got? Another team I think is the the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Raiders. All right. Um, you know, you I know, don't hate that one. You know, Gruden loves his veteran quarterback, and he loves him some Aaron. Yep, and he loves Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, I don't think that's a bad. You know, I think that Gruden is kind of kind of get the GM over there is feeling the pressure. You know, to try to get for this team to get. They already traded Khalil Mack a couple years ago. All right, let me ask you. Let me stop you. If they get him, are they Super Bowl favorites? No, no, not at all. I think they're a playoff team. I think Aaron Rodgers will get the Raiders into the playoffs. I think they're a Super Bowl contender. You think maybe not a favorite, but contender? You think they're a Super Bowl contender? Because I I really think their running game is going to step up this year. I really do. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's another team that I like. All right, who else you got? Um, I think maybe my favorite team for him to go to. Yeah. That I think would be a Super Bowl contender would be the Denver Broncos. I think the Broncos have an of awesome roster. I like the offensive line. I like everything on. They're like a quarterback, the wide receiver. Yeah, they've got great wide receivers. Uh, they have um, the uh, uh, the running back out of. We'll talk about him. Um. Next episode, the running back out of uh, North Carolina. I can, I'm having brain for it right now. Oh yeah. Um, I mean they 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 still their defense is is still good. They're going to be getting a lot of guys back on defense. They have maybe the best secondary in all all of the NFL. Right. You know what I mean. So I mean this team is definitely primed and ready. Um, and don't think picking up uh, Teddy Bridgewater is like. I think saying like, oh, well, they're definitely not looking to change a quarterback. Just, just know that Teddy Bridgewater was just a no-brainer move for them. You know what I mean? That was just that was like 
they're only like I said before, they're only they only give up a six round pick for him, right? And they're only paying him three million dollars. So that's just like that's no brainer. Yeah, I don't I don't care if you. Yeah, Bridgewater can come in and start if they end up with just keeping if they end up keeping just lock uh, in in Bridgewater. Sure, Bridgewater can come in and start, yeah. but don't think that Bridgewater that's they, they gave up nothing like they have no no value invested into Teddy Bridgewater. Right. So let me tell you what I think. The Broncos, I think, is a perfect spot for him. Number one, it's not in the same conference. Second of all, uh, bringing in Bridgewater is something that um, is going to be great for Drew Locke if they're not able to get another quarterback. Mm. I don't think that Drew Locke is any different, honestly, except for he has more playing experience than the second-tier quarterbacks in this draft. So if they would have drafted a quarterback, Mac Jones, uh, Justin Fields, um, Trey Lance, I don't think at this moment in time, mm. this team this team is definitely a win-now team. So at this moment in time – you would have not gotten any different quarterback play except for you would have had to teach yeah. him. They brought in the running back from North Carolina, um, Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't. I know. I had a brain fart from him. They brought in Javante Williams, who was just a bowling ball, right? Yeah. I have no problems with him at all. So he's going to up their, their game. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that that is probably the best place that he could go, and I put them as absolute Super Bowl contenders um, or favorites if he goes there. above. I will put them above Kansas City. If and above Baltimore, um, coming out of that with Aaron Rodgers, with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. Well, what do you think also about the team that they that they actually had trade discussions with? As far as like, it's kind of like a he said, she said. Nobody really knows what was actually said, but um, the 49ers? the 49ers, they had trade discussions with the 49ers. I don't think they actually did. You don't think they actually did? What? How do you feel about that fit with with Shanahan? I mean, even though they drafted Trey Lance, um. What's, I don't see nothing wrong with them trading for Aaron Rodgers, but the problem is, is I don't know what else left they have to trade. There's not a chance in hell that the 49ers would have sent Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers to thump Green Bay every time they played him in that same conference. I mean, you think they already got thumped by Green Bay enough? Yeah, that's that's what I said. There's not a chance they um no a fit for the 49ers. Of course, it's a fit for the 49ers. They are loaded on every aspect as far as I'm concerned, and including having Shanahan as their coach, who is just going to be um, – he's more of a uh, – he's like Matt LaFleur, but he's more of a player's coach, um, Shanahan is. So uh-huh. I really think that those, those two would have gotten along. Um, I think it would have absolutely worked. But let me tell you something. This happened before with the um, – with Brett Favre and Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers asked Brett Favre, do you want to go to Tampa Bay or do you want to go to New York? And he said, I want to go play for the Bucks." So they traded him to Tampa Bay. I mean, they traded him to New York Jets. <laughs> so that happened before. So don't think – it's the same general manager. So yeah. don't think anything was going to change. Yeah. So obviously, if they had came up with a deal and they said to Aaron, yo, do you want to go to the 49ers? He's like, heck, yeah, I want to go. Okay, good. We'll find somewhere you don't want to go. That's what's going to happen because they, they have – Aaron Rodgers has no leverage at all in this entire thing, no. as far as I'm concerned. I don't think he has much other than just holding out. So quickly, um, a couple, just give me a couple dark horses. Just, just spin them off. Just a couple of them. All right, a couple dark horses that I got. Kind of up against is, this. So. Yeah, is uh, a couple dark horses I got is, and this would be more like trade trade deadline if nothing happens by the season, and and, and if the quarter, current quarterbacks on their team are not working out. Um, I like the Dolphins as a dark horse. Uh, if if two is not working out, that would be my favorite place, and they would be that would be great, super, right? That would be that'd crazy. Be um, like I said, trade deadline stuff. We got to give two a chance. Uh, all these guys got to have a chance to at least do something. Uh, Washington football team. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel with uh, Fitz Magic. You know, if that's not working out, I think I think the Washington football that's team, actually a solid team. They're ready to win. I feel like already, which yeah. I didn't even expect that. I expected them to get a lot better. But I didn't know it was going to be not that much, right? So um, that's definitely a team uh, around the trade deadline that could be looking at it, and even the Cleveland Browns. This team, in my opinion, is like the most prime team ready to win now. And if Baker does not step up this year, it's going to be a you know it's it's going to be a huge waste because I feel like the Browns have one of the best rosters in all of football, top to bottom, top to bottom in all of football, totally balanced, totally ready to go. I think they're, they like need the Mayfield to step up. They're the Broncos. They're they really the Broncos. Yeah, they are like, just like the Broncos. So. All right. Well, there you go, guys. That is our scoop on Aaron Rodgers. We're going to take a little bit of a break and we'll come back and we'll hit up the rest of the NFC uh, division. We'll do the West and then the East. We'll be back.
Welcome back, sports fans, to What J&J Say Sports. Uh, we just got done taking care of Aaron Rodgers and his draft demands, if you will. So now we're going to hit up the rest of the NFC, starting with the uh, NFC West. Uh, Jay, Seattle Seahawks, that's another quarterback who we haven't heard from in a while, but he had some uh, trade rumors. What do you feel about their draft? Um, I'm, I'm not – I mean, it's hard to grade their draft because they only had three picks, you know, uh, and their first pick is a second-rounder. Um Pick 56 overall. They took Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan. Um, he looks really good, but, you know, level of competition. See, that's that's one position that is really hard to judge when you're, like, looking at the level of competition Right, is a wide receiver. Yeah. You know, that's definitely a tough position to judge when, when they're looking at these smaller schools. Um, but I do like Dwayne Eskridge. I think he's all right. Um, but, I mean, they just didn't have the draft capital to, to really help this team out. To re- I, I know – Russell Wilson saying, hey, help me out. You know, hey, I need help. Well, we can't. But with this draft, they can't. Yeah. So um, I ended up giving them a D in this draft, yeah. one of the lowest grades, but that's partly because they – I felt like with that second-round pick, they should have really traded back to try to get more right. more picks in the draft. Um, but I'm not totally against Estridge as, as, a, as their – First off, I see first Seattle. I see the Seattle Seahawks as pretty much the same thing as the Green Bay Packers. They're in the exact same spot. You take Russell Wilson off of that team, and then you've got yourself a three, you know, three and thirteen team. Mm-hmm. So um, I, the Seahawks know it. I think the Seahawks pandered to whatever demands he has. But the problem is that they just don't have the draft to get him the help. The draft capital to get him the help. No, what you got to do at least in free agency. But I thought instead of Eskridge, there was still good offensive linemen on the board that I thought they could have taken. I mean, they already have a really good receiving core as it is. Yeah. Their you best know. offensive lineman that they have is the fact that he runs around like a chicken with his head cut off. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the best one they got. <laughs> All right, moving on uh, to the uh, the L.A. Rams. Uh, they got some changes going on. What do you think? Man, this was a awful draft for the Rams. <laughs> An awful. 2-2 Atwell, wide receiver out of Louisville. And we, we, we discussed – we talked about small receivers a lot. Yeah. Um, in, in the last episode, you know, talking about Devonte Smith. Yep. Um, Tutu Atwell, you want to talk about a small receiver. This dude weighed in at 145 pounds, 145 pounds. I think yeah. my kid was at 10 years old. Yeah. So I'm saying <laughs> 145 pounds. Yeah. That's, I was probably younger than that when I weighed last time. 145 <laughs> pounds. Um, no, seriously, that, that's, I had a fifth round grade on Tutu Atwell. Yeah. You know, and I think that was actually being generous. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm definitely wasn't big on it. Um, the third round they took Ernest Jones from South Carolina. Um, he's he has, he's very good. He has a very good pursuit. Like his motor's really good. But I just I mean, there's so many unquestioned marks with him. You know, and um, another guy they took in the fourth round, Robert Rochelle from uh, Central Arkansas. Um, he's a, he's very athletically gifted, but you know I don't I don't feel like he's much of a football player. You know, um, I just this, that's pretty messed up. I just don't I don't feel like he is. I mean, I think he's I don't know if he, I don't think he loves football. So what, what grade do you give the Rams? There? Probably one of the worst grades in the draft, man. D minus. Yeah, do you consider them a win now team, and that their draft just didn't really matter to the future because they're pretty much mortgaging their entire future on win now. Um, I mean, they were a yeah, playoff they, team last year with golf. Now they got Stafford, who I think is way better than golf. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I think they're, I think they're a very underrated football team. Yeah. Before, before they got Stafford, right? I feel like they're an underrated football team. They dealt with some injuries last year, and I feel like that's why they were such a low seed. They still made it to the playoffs, but I felt like they were such a low seed. And then obviously the crippling injury of yeah. Aaron Donald, you know, almost no gave them no chance in the playoffs at right. all. Um, so. But still, when you give up all those first-round picks, which isn't the worst thing because they grabbed great players with those first-round picks that they gave up, you know, giving first-rounders for uh, Matthew Stafford, giving up first-rounders for um, Ramsey. Right. You know, I mean, those are those guys are grade-A players. You know, those are, like, awesome players. Um, so I'm, like, not – I'm not, like, 100% against it. But when you do that, you got to really draft smart. You know what I mean? And Tutu Atwell in in, in in the in the second round, fifty seven overall, is not smart. <laughs> just, I love it. That's an absolute terrible pick. 
Um, and the, the rest of the picks, I'm really not even like that. So D minus is what D, you're going with, man. I almost want to give him an F. Oh, man. I almost want to give him an F. Well, let's let's uh let's slide onto Arizona Cardinals before you go ahead and fail the Rams completely. Yeah, what you got uh, Cardinals. Um, I did a little bit when they took Zayvon Collins. I really wanted to look more into the guy in the first round, right? Because um, I was I was just a little bit surprised with that pick at 16 overall, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of see a little bit what of what why they took him, you know. Um, I looked a little bit more into him, and I didn't know he was that that good at in his pass coverage and in being a huge guy, six five two seventy. That's so a that's a monster, and for a guy that big to have to be able to cover, you know, cover. Uh, tight ends and stuff yeah. that well. Um, I was looking at him more as an edge defender, and I'm like, you know what? This guy, not only can he play off the edge, but he's kind of a freak athlete for – he's almost like a bigger version of the guy they took last year from Clemson. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but um, he's he's a guy that, that can not only rush the passer, but he can also cover – these big tight ends. Well, I'm, that's always a, a benefit when you can cover them or swing out and get those tight ends for their swing routes that they love yeah, to throw so yeah. much. But the rest of their draft, I mean, second round, they took uh, Rondell Moore from Purdue. Um, I think this is kind of a replacement for a Christian Kirk pick. I don't think uh, Kirk's working out the way they wanted him right. to. Um, and I, I could definitely see him moving on soon. If not this year, he can move on, you know, next year. Right. Uh, so I thought that was a Christian Kirk replacement. Mm-hmm. Um they took Marco Wilson out of Florida. That wasn't a terrible pick. Um, one of the ones that I really liked was going from uh, UCF, the the corner they took. Um, they took him super late in the sixth round, uh, and I really feel like the dude can be a difference maker out of, out of the gate. I mean, when you can get those value picks in the fifth, sixth round, that's when you really right. Really I mean, I think that was definitely a value pick. Um, after after digging into Collins more. Uh, more and also I, I definitely like Rondell Moore, you know, to replace Christian Kirk. Right. Um that super late pick uh corner out of UCF. I, I actually give him a B. I think it was a pretty decent draft. There you go. B grade for the Arizona Cardinals. Now we got the 49ers who I don't think many people expected them to be six and ten last year. Uh, especially with Jimmy G been in there. But so what do you feel about their draft? Um I mean we know they gave up a lot and moved up, took Trey Lance. Um, you know, I, we, we talked in depth about that last episode. I feel like they needed to make the rest of their draft count if you're going to do that. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't like it. I thought, I I thought guard, I thought the guard that picked up Aaron Banks from, uh, Notre Dame, I thought that was a big reach. They could have got him in the fourth or fifth. Um, so I thought it was a pretty huge reach. Uh, I'm Amber Thomas from Michigan. Um, I really like that pick at third. I think with them losing a little bit in their secondary this year, I thought that I think I think he's going to definitely fit in well. Um, but I thought in the third also they took uh, Trey Sermon, the running back at Ohio State. I thought that was a bit of a reach too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought he was more like a maybe a fifth, fourth or fifth round. I think they could have got him at least a round later, if not in the fifth round. So I thought they reached a bit in this draft. Um, but I mean, it's this. I'm gonna give them. They don't. They didn't really get a good grade from him. Give him a C minus. Mm-hmm. But, um, but obviously that's not knowing how the Trey Lance situation is gonna pan out. Like yeah, because there's just there's so there's so many people that really like him and so many people who just don't think he's much. Been considering the fact he hasn't started many games. Most of the quarterbacks who haven't started many games uh, in college. They don't pan out too well in yeah, the NFL. Not only hasn't started many games, he hasn't thrown many passes. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. He averaged like he averaged like fifteen passes a game. Yeah, it is honestly, he's kind of got the same uh, college resume, if you will, as like Mark Sanchez. You know, a guy that came in with not many starts, not many mm-hmm. chances. I know it's more highly talented program at USC, but that's still the kind of quarterback that I see. So. With, but I mean, with the drafts, it's it's hard to give him this C minus because I don't like the draft at all. But with the drafts that they've had in recent years yeah. with John Lynch, you know, uh, heading the ship and, you know, and Kyle Shanahan doing, doing his thing there. Um, I, it's hard not to trust him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like the draft at all, 
but it's hard not to trust those guys. So it's wait and see. It's kind of wait and see, but I guess I, I so I just I, I threw a C minus, but I kind of put a question mark because <laughs> I'm like, it's hard not to trust these guys. I just didn't like it, but they obviously maybe they see stuff that I don't. And moving on to the most polarizing division, which is the NFC East. Uh, the Washington football team, they made the playoffs last year, Jay, on the back of uh, comeback player of the year, Alex Smith, who is not going to be their quarterback this year. But what are you feeling about them? Um, yeah, we talked about uh, Jamin Davis from uh, Kentucky. Yep. You know, first-round pick. Neither one of us were, like, really high on it, but we thought it was a need and it was hard to question another two group of another group of coaches that, you know, you don't, don't really want really to exactly. question. You kind of just go with whatever they say, you know. Um, it got Cosme in the second round out of Texas. Um, I thought that was a safe pick. You know, I think they definitely needed help up front. Um, you know, I think Fitzpatrick is a pretty decent quarterback. You know what I mean? And it, I think if you give him some some help up front and he ain't got to run for his life, which a lot of times you've seen him do for, throughout his career, um, I think that was a, I think it was a safe pick for them. Um, and uh, Benjamin St. Juiced. From uh, Minnesota, right? The corner they took a six-three corner. Yeah. Now that's very odd to see a corner at six-three. Yeah, six-one is tall, and he's corner. he's really athletic too. Yeah. So he definitely has some extraordinary size and athleticism for a corner. Um, I don't. How is that going to pan out? I can see him slide to a hybrid safety role. Now uh, that's probably where he's going to make most of his money. He's a, for, um, for a guy in the second. He's a big dude. Fitzpatrick. As far as I'm concerned, I think the biggest – I think the Dolphins last year could have been a uh, playoff team if they stopped putting Tua in and having Fitzpatrick end the game. Just Yeah, as and start, just stop bouncing. Exactly. Just bouncing back and forth. They should have let Tua just sit back and relax. And this is exactly what I think Washington um, – they're going to add – Fitzpatrick's going to add a couple wins to their total this year. I can see them being a 10-6 and six team and making the playoffs this year. And I really – I think their draft was – I like that word, safe. I think that dra- that draft is safe, but that's because they are a win-now team. They may not be a Super Bowl favorite, but they're a team that's going to be winning now. And a 10-win season for the Washington uh, football team, mm-hmm. that's a huge deal. So, all right, man, sliding on to the New York Giants. Yep. Oh, I give uh, Washington a B on that grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York Giants. Um, we talked about Canarius, Tony. I didn't like the pick. Yeah. I felt like it was just leftovers from what they missed out on. Yeah. Um, you know, uh there's a lot of people who disagree with that though. Just like there's I mean, there's he's one of the guys that, that a lot of people really like, and he's one of the guys that a lot of people really don't like. So I mean he, he's kinda like we, the he's on that. That was the thing. Fan. We said it before. We said that the Cowboys and the Eagles, um, they pretty much did this just despite the Giants, but I really feel that they may have saved the Giants from themselves. And I, I really believe that's what happened. Yeah. Um, the the kid Aziz from uh, Georgia, I, I thought that was a good pick for them. Good edge rusher. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they took him in the in the second round. Um, so I thought that was definitely something they needed since they since they missed out on taking an edge rusher in the first round. So they went right to it. Right. So, I mean, they at least, like, addressed it pretty quick in the draft. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought that was kind of a – a little bit of a win for him, you know. Um, and the corner out of UCF, Aaron Robinson, um, they took him in the third round. I thought it was a little bit early, but the one thing I liked about Aaron Robinson is this team really had an issue stopping the run. Yeah, hundred percent. And I and even though he's a corner, you know, which you wouldn't think like, oh, but he's he might be the best run defensive corner in the entire draft. You know, I, I'm, that's where his weight and gold, man. I really, I really like the way he, you know, I really like the way he controls the line of scrimmage from that, from that aspect as a corner. You know, yeah. if you can get a corner who run. will play press and then come down to the run, he, he's not, he's, he's not scared, man. He's definitely not scared. Um, I would say, uh, I think my favorite pick for them was uh, Brightwell out of Arizona. Um, I think he's he's definitely a runner only. He's definitely not like a receiving back. Yeah. Um, but they needed that, though. Let's be honest. They, they needed a, a back that could spell uh, Saquon. They yep. needed the fact that last year I do understand they had a lot of injuries, Saquon being down as well. Uh, Danny Dimes, obviously, he, as far as I'm concerned, it wasn't that much of a slump, but it was a sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. And they only put up 280 points, man. They didn't even break the 300-point threshold. So 
they needed some help on that offense. Yeah, yeah. and I mean they got a guy now that who knows what could happen if if Saquon gets hurt again. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Who knows what can happen? Right. Um, so I I didn't like I didn't think the draft was great, but I didn't think it was bad either. I thought I gave him a C plus. C plus for the Giants. All right, man. Sliding on to uh, we'll go with the Philadelphia Eagles here. Uh, that way we can end with America's team. So what do you feel about the Philadelphia Eagles draft? Um, I mean Devontae Smith in the first. We talked about him. You're not you're not really down with it. I I think he's the like I said. I think he's the unicorn of the uh, of the little guy little receivers. I think because he plays so. The difference is he plays big. When you look at all these little receivers, they all play little. You know. That's just the way it is. You know, saying a little receiver plays big is like walking into somebody's house, a real small house, going, oh, this is cute. It's like opened up. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Look like, at that. Maybe it's this only open a, floor plan. It's amazing. Yeah, maybe it's only a two bedroom house and it's like 1,100 square feet. Get the but hell you walk out in of and here. it's opened up pretty good. It feels bigger than what it is. Devontae Smith, play, he plays bigger than what than what he is. Man. He's really strong. For, Ceilings for, are so tall. <laughs> You're insane. Um, the Their second round pick. 37 overall, uh, Landon Dickerson from Alabama. Um, I feel like injuries kept this dude out of the first round. I think he was a first-round caliber pick. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think injuries kept him out of the first round. Um, he could be the best defensive tackle in the in the draft. That's that's saying something big, especially in this draft that was pretty heavy with the offensive linemen. Yeah, he, he, could, be the, he could be the best defensive tackle in this draft. Yeah. Um, I thought the the edge rusher they got Patrick Johnson from Tulane. Um, I think this kid is a guy that you need to keep an eye on. He's got a motor. I think, dude, in the seventh round, one of the yeah. last picks of the draft. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought he was a huge steal. You know, for them in the seventh round, and they absolutely need that. I think he could easily. I think, in my opinion, I got like a, a third or fourth round grade on the dude. And for them, I think he's a guy that's going to not only make the football team but make a difference. And if you can get a guy that makes a football team and makes a difference in the seventh round. You're paying him no money. And you're paying him like zilch. That's, I think that's an incredible pick. So what do you give them then? Um, I, I like the draft. I really did. I know you didn't like it too much. <laughs> I give him a B, man. I gave the Eagles a B. I, I um, wanted you as my teacher which, when I was in school. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, for like as, as crappy as they've been doing and like in, in picking and all that, and yeah. it, as crappy as they've been rebuilding this team back from what it was and that when they were a Super Bowl caliber team a few years ago, yeah. um, they've done, done a good job. It's been terrible. I think this has been like the first step in the right direction that I've seen from them in three years, two right. years, you know? So, um, so I, I mean, I didn't give them that. I think it was the best draft, but I, but I gave them a solid B. All right. And we will end this whole deal with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. Um, they, they went all defense in this draft. <laughs> they needed to, they need to. I mean, their offense is pretty much set. I, I, we did talk about how they could use some help at the offensive line, you know, because, Guys are getting older. They're not the same. Not they're they're a terrible offensive line, but they're not definitely not the caliber offensive line that they were. They're getting paid like they are. Yeah, and they are getting paid like they are. So, um, but other than that, that's really the only thing we thought about offensively that they really could have needed. Right. Um, they we 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 everybody knew they needed to go defense. Um, I I didn't like the the I, Micah Parsons is just hard to read, man, because I don't like the character. I don't. I don't like the character at all. He, he's probably the best linebacker in the draft, but I didn't like the character. Yeah. You know. Um, and I don't think that's what you need when when you're trying to when you're trying to when you have nothing on defense. You know. You don't. Want... And then they they, they took uh, Kelvin Joseph uh, from Kentucky in the second round. Um, I felt like that was a bad makeup pick uh, for missing on corner in the first because that's everybody knew that the, that the Cowboys wanted. You know, uh, a corner. Yeah, they wanted. Um, a corner I, we don't know if they or, wanted. Yeah, yeah J.C. Horn or or uh, you know, it was definitely either J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertain. I'm probably going to lean more towards Sertain is what I'm thinking. But the fact that they didn't get either one of them, yeah. you know, so obviously that's why they jumped back a few spots. So they're like, okay, well, you know, we we can take Parsons with a 12 or you know somebody else or yeah. whatever. Uh, and I thought they went corner to make up for it in the second round to make up for the, what they missed out on. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not digging it. Um, I think he has, I think he has character issues too. I think they just dra- literally drafted first, first and second round dudes 
character issues. That's what the the Dallas Cowboys specialize in that, man. They, they specialize in do. that since the beginning of time. Uh, th- I mean, I think Jerry Jones is the one that coined the phrase, you can't make a defense out of choir boys. So, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it works with them. So what, what grade do you give them total? I, I wanted to give them a lower grade, but I think overall because I like I liked, uh, the uh, defensive tackle out of U- UCLA, Osa. I'm not even going to try to even pronounce yeah. his last name. Um, I think he's – he he might be the best run stuffer in the draft. Yeah, he's definitely up there. You know, and that's what they yeah, that's they're what they giving need. up. Yeah, they're giving up over five yards of carry. Yeah. So um, I definitely like that pick. I think uh, Jabril Cox at LSU um, is underrated. You know, so I like that pick too. You know, for them to get him in the fourth round, I yeah. think he's very underrated. Right. Um. So I didn't give them like the worst draft game. I gave him a C. Um. Because like I said, both of those guys, Kelvin Joseph. And Micah Parsons definitely have character issues. Yeah. If they work out, they're going to be monsters. They this can be an monsters. A draft. So I agree. They could be an A draft if they work out. If if they don't, if they can somehow fit into this locker room, I don't see it. I really don't. I think it's. I think this defense is going to be a complete disaster. You know, again. So. But if um, they work out, if they work out, well, I don't know. They need some serious veteran leadership help. If if in butts were candy and nuts, we'd all be yeah having a great day. <laughs> so I, I gave him a C to cap it off. All right, guys. So that is our that's our draft uh, review of the NFC. So stay with us. Uh, we're gonna have another episode coming out with AFC. We're also gonna talk a little bit about Cam Newton. So uh, make sure you come back with us. This is an awesome show. Thanks a lot, guys. See ya.